Hello. Hello. Uh, welcome to Working Out the Kinks. I am Victoria Johnson. And I'm Evelyn Prince. We are erotica writers and ramblers and... So tired. And so tired. <laughs> I always want to do... Whenever we do our intro, I always... I always want to, like, whose line it? Like, I always want to be like, welcome to Working Out the Kinks, where everything's made up and points don't matter. <laughs> I mean, we can make that a thing. I'm on board with it. I think that's funny. <laughs> very much sue us. Uh, yeah, maybe not. Hi, <laughs> uh, how are you? How are things um, going? I'm, as as mentioned, tired. Um, we're we're just jumping in today. Um, listeners, apologies that it's been so long since we posted a podcast. Um, we had one recorded, and I was supposed to um do the editing and all the things, and then. When I went to go do it, it turned out that my child had deleted the files off my computer because he's a toddler and they like doing that. And then it wouldn't let me download the file again from Skype, which was very unfortunate and I felt very, very bad about it. So (laughs) this is not that podcast, although I think that we decided that that was probably for the best because we rambled a lot in that recording. (laughs) We were both very tired in that recording, too, and we kept getting distracted. And I think our tangents are really charming, but who knows how other people feel. I think we're very, very cute and adorable, but I agree. Possibly not to other people. too far in that recording. It was it was a lot. It ended up being almost two hours long because we could not keep on fucking track. <laughs> So we're trying this again, um, and this time we're ta- we're doing something a little bit different. We're not going to be talking about an erotic topic, not really, um, because it is November, as November 6th, as of this recording. We're going to be talking about uh, Nano and all the things that we've been doing the last couple of months because we've been very busy bees and our projects for this month and maybe a little bit of life and burnout things because those are also very real and I think good discussion topics. Yeah, I think it's all good to talk about. Um, I don't know. Knowing us, it's probably going to get kinky at some point, but... We're writing about kinky books, and I have things to discuss with the last three things that I published, because I've published three things since we last recorded. My God. Incredible. I'm very tired. (laughs) Yeah, it's, well, I have, I don't believe I've published anything since our last recording. Forgive me. No, you have. Because the last one came out at the beginning of August. So we did the short story collections. Thank you. Time is wibbly wobbly right now. Um, I am back in school as a full-time graduate student. And so time is basically measured in deadlines right now. And so pre-September, when there were no deadlines, time does not exist. So keep me on track, please. I am more than happy to help you, but you know what? Deadlines are arbitrary for what we do because no matter what my brain tells me, uh, we don't actually have to do things right now. 
No. There are no consequences if things don't get done right the fuck now. It's true. School has been weird going from like all my deadlines are self-imposed and passion projects to, you know, this assignment is due on this day and you can talk to your professor if you want an extension, but it's due on this day. <laughs> good luck, right? Good luck. Uh, no, I'm lucky. All my professors are very lovely. Um, yeah, I believe that your professors are lovely. Um, you know, it was funny when I was an undergrad, I didn't even understand the concept of an extension on a project. So I went to one of my professors once and I felt so bad because I was so on top of everything, but I was just having a bad week. And I went to him and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I know the thing is due on this day and I, it's going to be really, it's going to be a few days late. I'm so, so sorry. And he was like, you know that there's such a thing as extensions, right? Like, when can you get it done? <laughs> and, like, I just need it until Monday. And he's like, okay, you can turn it in on Monday. The thing is, I feel like that translates so well to you as a writer now, where you go to your brain and you're like, I just don't feel like I can get this done. And your brain is like, do you need an extension? We can do that. <laughs> My brain is like, well, see, it's so funny because there's the two halves of my brain. There's the half that's like, um, no, you said you'd have it done at this time. And if you don't, you're trash. And then there's the other half of my brain that's like, mm, but actually nothing is going to happen if I don't have it done by this time. Nothing bad is going to happen. So <laughs> it's both. I have a very cranky professor wearing square glasses and looking down their nose at me in one half. And then like the kindest, most lovely grandmother professor on the other side. It's fine. Okay. So my rule is if you have two sides of your brain and one of them is telling you you're trash, you don't listen to that side. Mental health advice from Evelyn Prince, everyone. I'm now a counselor, too. <laughs> I'll be releasing my self-help book any day now. (laughs) Can we co-write one? I think that would actually be, like, hilarious. We don't even have to try to make money from it. We can just put it for free. I feel like it would be so funny and so disastrous, and it would have to have a disclaimer, at least for my parts, just saying don't actually follow the advice in this book. Well, that's what wine and wine is going to be for, right? We'll take listener questions and give them bad advice. (laughs) We have spoken about this, listeners. Victoria and I have half-joked, half-seriously discussed having a separate podcast called Wine and Wine, where we will drink wine and listen to wines that have been sent in. Um, I think we should start it once... We have enough time to keep this one going on a semi-regular basis. Oh my god, seriously. That would be so fun to do. I actually think it would just be fun to do as like a subset of this podcast, just um, working out the kinks, wine and wine. Minisodes, I love that. Yes, that would be fun. Um, oh, uh, speaking of, this is completely unrelated to our actual topic, but I want to talk about it anyway. Um We've got merch, guys. That was a thing. That was a thing that I worked out. Like, (laughs) so I started making silly um, graphics for funny things that Evelyn and I say when we're talking to each other. Um, One of them is a t-shirt that says, um, my vagina is dead and so is my writing. And that was a whole thing about (laughs) 
how difficult it is to write erotica when you're not feeling sexy. It's a thing. But um, it turned into a tank top that I love and I own. And every time I wear it, my husband gives me a side eye. But that's fine. I love that. <laughs> and there's there's a couple other things in there. Um, there's a There is a cup like a coffee cup that says redraft bitches. I still haven't bought that, but I need it in my life. Um, and then. Okay. The exciting uh, one for me is the working out the kinks hoodie. Yes. Yes. I was getting to it. I, 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 I get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're right. And that's the other, there's like some fun, silly things, but there's also some, a working out the kinks hoodie that we've got in there because I like being cozy. And so I put our logo on a hoodie and I need to buy it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's a thing. We will put a link to that in the um, description of the podcast because it's very fun. And you know what? Even if you don't buy things, like I'm still excited about it. So <laughs> go have a look. There's some really cute things or some funny things. Um, it's, it's delightful. I, I ordered myself a hoodie today and I cannot wait to wear it. Um, Although you still haven't, have you still not decided if you're going to wear it outside the house because you don't want people to ask questions? (laughs) Well, this is the problem is I want to wear it. I'm so excited about this podcast. Like I love, I love this work. I love the discussions we have. I love that people are listening to it and I'm really proud of it. But the problem is, I am still a little wary in my personal life of letting people know my pen name, because I feel like I get a little lost in the kink community, where because I'm surrounded by so many like lovely, kinky, sex-positive people, where I will talk about my work and share my work quite openly, that I sometimes forget that a lot of the world is vanilla and maybe not as sex positive. And yeah, I'm just trying to sort of work that out. And like, uh, I'm a young woman building her career in also a different realm as well as erotica writing. And do I need, you know, people in my life to know I write, you know, age play porn? I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I've got a few very dear friends um, that know my pen name and know what I write. But yeah, none of my family knows. My father-in-law knows I write and he knows what I write about, but he does not know my pen name and he's not finding out because he's a very old fashioned Scottish gentleman. And that would be very awkward. I think he would give me lots of side eyes if he did know specifics, but, and I would feel like I had corrupted a very innocent soul. Which is so <laughs> because, you know what, I'll tell you why that's funny later, uh, Evelyn. That's a, um, a one-on-one private conversation not to be listened to. <laughs> but anywho, yes, so we have merch. That's very exciting. Um, and it just, it was a silly thing that I was just like, oh, this would be kind of fun. And then it happened and I was like, oh, this is more than fun. Um, and now you guys all know about it too. So we'll put that link in the description for you. You can check it out and see me being silly because that's all that store is. <laughs> it's delightful. Do we want to talk about the things that we've finished before we hop into what we're doing now? I would love that. Um, as of yesterday, 
I have finally finished the first draft of my Werewolf Age playbook, which I am so excited for you. You've been working on this so hard and been so frustrated because just didn't want to play nice. And I'm so happy that you finally were able to get it to a place where you were comfortable saying it's finished. I'm like so proud of you and happy for you. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm so excited for this one. Like this one started as a little story I wrote as B- on BDSM La. And it hey guys, remember book. in the first well, it's actually oh, still it started on this you. podcast. It started on this podcast because I said that werewolves don't do age play. And <laughs> now you've got forty five thousand words telling me no. <laughs> um Yes, that is true. See, my brain is just a sieve. Like, me in school is so different from me outside of school. I forget everything. But, yeah, and it, I loved it, and people had a really positive response to it, and it it would not leave me alone. And so I actually interrupted another project to start writing this one, and it needs some editing, which might take me longer than usual because I'm in school full-time. But I'm so excited to share it with everyone. I'm so fond of it. It's, I don't know. It's got werewolves and it's got kink and, like, what more do you need? Absolutely. And it's done. Like, I think that's the big accomplishment here. Like, yes, it's going to be fun and kinky, but it's done. And you've been working, you've been working part-time and going to school full-time and trying to have, you know, a life. Um... (laughs) So I feel like this is a very big accomplishment, and I'm very proud of you. And this is basically just me saying, hey, let's talk about this, is me wanting to publicly tell everyone how great you are. It's fine. You're wonderful. I think you should talk about the three things you have published since we last recorded. Well, um, you published a thing, too. Uh, You have not just finished a thing. You published a thing. But we did it together, so we can both talk about it. Um. So we t- finished um, our short story collection that I think we were talking about in our last episode a little bit. Um, mentioned it. Uh, it was it was a challenge. Um, I never ever thought that a short story collection would be so hard. Oh, me I neither. It was like probably the most challenging thing I've written, and it's not because like the subject matter was more difficult or anything. It just did not want to come. Like, I don't, ah, that didn't want to come. Uh, like so many of your characters. Well, what do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was a big challenge. And I felt really bad about it because Evelyn, I don't know if anyone, um, if we talked about this in depth, Evelyn had hers done like a month before I did and she was just so lovely and so patient and was like you know whatever whenever you can get to it so I felt terrible so I was like you know what no it's gonna be done by the end of the month and I promised her and I promised myself and then I got to like August 29th and there were two days to the end of the month and I still had like four stories and there were only nine so I still had like half the damn project to do two days to my self-imposed deadline and I felt really bad. So I finished all of it, including editing in those two days because I have a guilt complex and I'm a people pleaser. So um, that was the process. It was a pain in the ass. And I don't know when I'll be doing another short story again, probably next month because I'm crazy, but (laughs) 
I also feel like the way we did it, we thought it would make the process easier and it made it harder because these books were based on the Sunday challenge that Victoria and I did on our BDSMler blogs over the summer where we were posting a story based on like a prompt slash meme every Sunday for nine weeks. And we decided to take those stories and expand them um, and publish them in a short story collection. Which was and like not a bad was- idea, but it was just such a pain to take little like blog size posts, like 600 to a thousand words and turn them into like, three to four thousand word little stories that was such a pain it was harder than i thought it would be and i think it's because for me when i write something and i post it on my blog it's done and i may want to come back to that concept or that kink or like like i did with a werewolf age play thing but with my werewolf age play book i didn't take that exact story i posted and build from there i took the concept And so I think for me, going back to those short stories, I was like, these are finished. Like they are, you know, 500 word captions. And they are Mm -hmm. what they need to be. For one of them, I just scrapped the BDSM post entirely and wrote something completely new. Because I was like, this, I don't know how to expand this in this place where I am right now. And for me, I find... And this this is um this is a bit of a flaw in my writing style. Um, I find that when I'm writing for my blog, which I haven't done in a while, and I feel really bad about it, guys. But also, I work um, full time in retail right now. That's my day job, and we are going into season. And I'm also trying to write novels and care for a family. So I just I just don't have the spoons. I apologize. Um, I will eventually again, but not right now. Um, please do me a favor and send Victoria nice messages telling her that you love her and she's doing great and that she'll post on BDSMler when she's ready to. I know that. I just, as aforementioned, have a guilt complex, but it's fine. Um, anyway, uh, my issue is that when I write on my blog, that 500 words, because as we've discussed, I have a difficult time telling a story, in, a story in a short amount of words. That's an issue I have. And so when I'm writing for my blog, I tend to find myself doing very summary style narrative. Mm-hmm. Well, there, yeah, um, there's no backstory or yeah very like um saying this is what's happened and this is why we are in this particular little 300 word snippet of a scene um Mm -hmm. and when I was editing these captions into stories I oh my god I had such a hard time because I had to add backstory I had to completely one of them I had to completely scrap because I was like I just I can't I cannot take what I wrote and expand it I love this concept and I love how I did it um like the idea of it but it needs to be longer and it needs to be written completely differently to fit what I want it to be so I'm the same with you I had to rewrite one of them entirely uh, mine was the puppy one i think that i had to rewrite and then yours was the um uh, oh i don't remember what the actual prompt was called i originally wrote like a sugar baby i think it was bimbo i think that's what that's it was. was yeah that's what yeah. it was and i still kind of want to turn the original concept into a book but it was not turning into a four thousand word short story no anyway guys despite all the difficulty 
I think they're actually really great collections. Like, this happens. The process sucks. And the final product is great. Yes. And you know what? Like, I was actually very, very proud of how it ended up because I felt like the stories themselves, even though they all handled, like, different kinks and different things, were very cohesive. I felt like they fit together really well, um, which I was surprised about because you'd think that things that handle such different kinks, um, even though they're by the same author, would, you know, kind of not fit together. But they just jive. And I'm very happy about it. And I know you were too, and you were just happy to have something to publish. I was, but also, yeah, I feel the same way. Like, I'm, I really love the way those nine stories sit together. They feel, they feel like they're meant to be in a collection together, and I'm, I'm really glad we did it. Absolutely. So we finished the short story collection, even though it was like pulling teeth. And then the next thing that I had weighing really heavily on my obligation brain was the sequel to Control of Her Body. I had like four chapters written. I was like 12,000 words in already. And then I just stopped. (laughs) (laughs) I just stopped writing it, which is how it goes. Sometimes I've got a different project that's like 10,000 words in and it's just been waiting and... I don't know when I'll get to it, and that's okay. (laughs) It might need a complete rewrite by the time I get to it, because my writing style has grown and changed so significantly, but that's okay, too. So anyway, I wanted really, really badly to get that sequel finished and that story written and wrapped up, and I wanted it done in September. So because I'm a crazy person, I wrote... Let's see, I had 12,000 words on August 31st, and I published on September 20th, and I took probably four days to edit. So 17 days, I wrote 54,000 words. You're amazing. Now, I know, um, don't do, do as I say, don't as I do, don't. Do as I say, not as I do, listeners. Um, I'm a crazy person, like I said, and I did not do much of anything else during those two and a half weeks um, that I was working on that thing. But I got it done. And I was very, I'm happy, I'm happy with how the story ended up. Um, There were a couple of chapters that were like pulling teeth. Uh, But I think that it is that way with any book. Yeah. I you hit the books. Every book I've written lately, I hit the end, and it suddenly becomes really hard to write. And I start second-guessing the whole rest of the book and telling myself I need to scrap all of it. And sometimes you just have to stick with it and see how it feels when you're editing. And most of the time, it feels fine. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, With Deirdre's Freedom, I actually, yeah, like, the end draft like there were a lot of typos there were a lot of typos guys because I wrote most of that on my phone well in like in the in-between moments when I could steal a minute away like at the day job or in between like doing things with my family I I wrote that a lot on my phone which is kind of impressive to think of um knowing how much I wrote in two and a half weeks (laughs) that's crazy but um, generally, there were only like two notes by the because so my writing process, uh, listeners, when I am going along writing a book, I have a tendency to 
finish a chapter and then later I'll think of something I want to add to it. But instead of going back and doing it at the moment, I'll just make a little note on my phone under an editing note, just saying, add this or do this or whatever, because it lets me keep moving forward. Cause I have a tendency if I start going back, I never make progress forward where I actually am at. So getting the draft done is more important than getting the draft done perfectly, which I know is like super basic writing advice, but it is something it's that like internalize. Mm-hmm. It, it is. So I, that's what I do when I think of things I want to change. I just make a note of it instead of going back and fixing it then and there, which I mean, it, it helps me. So that's all that matters. The biggest thing about your process is that it works for you. Yeah. So I finished that and it didn't, it didn't sell a lot um, at the beginning, which I didn't really expect it to. I know that um, readership from a first book to a second book drops mostly significantly, um, especially with indie authors. But I was just so happy to have it done that I was like, I don't fucking care. I don't care that it's not making me a lot of money right now because I know that it'll make me money long term. And it's just done. It's not even so- a thing in my brain anymore. <laughs> And then um, I gave myself, I think, two or three days off of writing, which I was like really proud of at the time because I was like, wow, I actually made myself stop writing for two days. Like, go me. <laughs> and then I started working on the next diary book, um, which I was able to get done again very quickly. Um, I think I published that on the 6th of October. Yeah. Um, and that, oh, my God. Guys, and Evelyn, I don't think I told you this. Did I tell you that that book has made me more money than, like, the pa- the three books before that combined? That's amazing. I, so, for those who haven't read it, um, my next diary book was Diary of a Cow. So, you know, obviously, Lactation Kink was, like, the primary focus, and I... Didn't expect it to do as well as it did. I was all about it. I was so excited to write the book. And I thought it turned out really well. And it just like flew off my keyboard. Um, Like there were, I think there was one, like one, like 1000 word chapter that was a little bit challenging. But generally, it just went. It was so smooth and quick. And I got it out there and it has done so very well. And I know that I keep talking to a different writer friend of mine about it. I keep being like, oh, my God, this is so successful. And he's like, "Uh, duh. Yeah, of course it is. Like, why are you surprised? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's amazing. It's I don't know. I get scared about writing in niches like very specific niches but I feel like I don't know like people reading in specific niches know what they're looking for and they know what they like mm-hmm. and yeah it's writing's weird but writing is super weird but like I know that like the general advice especially with erotica is like to niche down because that's how you make money Um, If people know what to expect from you, like I think Evelyn, generally you've niched down pretty well. Like people know generally what to expect from you is like age play and pet play 
and um, ABDL and, you know, daddy, Dom, little girl stuff like that's um, like, I think that's generally your niche. Um, and that's sometimes you explore. And then sometimes I get experimental. I wrote a book called Puppy's Punishment, yeah. which was my weird experimental book. And it didn't do great sales wise, but I'm like, it was so much fun to write that I'm sort of I'm, I'm at peace with it. Absolutely. Um, but I think that um, generally you've niched down pretty well and people know what to expect from you, which is great. Um, that's not a bad thing. Uh, where I I was telling my friend the other day, I was like, I think the only niche I've managed to work myself into is orgasm denial. <laughs> I got a review on Diary of a Cow that was um, said something along the lines of Victoria's heroines uh, never get to come. So don't expect that. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It was so funny. It made me laugh out loud. I was like, I mean. <laughs> you are still, I don't know. Orgasm denial is such a big one for so many people. It's not for me. I don't write it very often. I don't read it very often. You are still the only, like, Maybe not the only person, but one of the very few people I can think of that makes it work for me in a story. Like, not many people can do that. Usually I'm just like, no, no, don't like this. (laughs) But you, and I'm mad about it. I'm so mad about it. That is such high praise, and you will never know how much I appreciate that. I love it so much. But I ever said to you, like, I remember it was an early conversation in our friendship. I was like, I don't like orgasm denial, but this story is very hot. It was a story on BDSM life. Uh huh, and you were mad about it. You're like, I was I mad. I'm still what? mad. I'm still angry. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that that comment, that um, review made me laugh, and it was a five star review, which you know just makes my tiny writer heart so thrilled. Although I will say, Diary of a Cow got like two one star reviews and two five star reviews in the first like week of his existence. I'm like, oh my god, I didn't know this was gonna be so controversial, but I am fucking here for it. <laughs> I feel like everyone's read the advice of, like, writers, don't read your reviews. And I don't know a single writer who actually that listens to that advice. Doesn't read their reviews, yeah. I I keep my Amazon page open on one of my internet browsers on my phone, and every now and then I'll go and refresh and see if more people have reviewed my books. <laughs> yeah. You guys, it, it's so great. Like, it's... It's so nice when when someone leaves a nice review. Like, I don't know. It's I feel like what we do is often throwing work out into a void and we see sale numbers. But we don't get to see people reacting to it. And so it means so much to me when people even reach out or write a review and they're just like, I liked this book. And I'm like, that's wonderful. That's great. It is. It's it's so lovely. Um even if someone like has like thoughts where they're like, hey, like maybe you could have done this a little better. As long as they're like polite about it, it's like, oh my god, yes, please. Like I'm I'm here to learn and to improve my craft. So like even constructive criticism is welcome, but don't be a dick about it, guys. Like don't be an asshole, basically. I feel like that's a general everything's welcome. Don't be a dick. Yeah, don't be a dick. <laughs> Anyway, so that's what I've been up to. Um, and now I think we can talk about Nano. 
Uh, now that we've gone through all the things. Um, so I for those who don't... To you guys, like Victoria said, like this is a slightly different episode. It it might I'm just. Sorry? I feel like we all just wanted to. I think we just wanted to record and like reconnect with you guys and give a little bit of an update on where we are and why it's maybe been a little quiet on the podcast side of things. Yeah, you know, life gets in the way, guys, and sometimes you have a podcast recording and it just doesn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> because Victoria is terrible. No, I'm fine. I love myself. But it's good. Child. <laughs> it's okay. Um but yeah, so we wanted to I wanted to talk about Nano. Like that was actually my idea. We were actually gonna have a topic and I was like, can we like postpone that and talk about nano because i i feel like nano is such a hot button topic in a basic way but also like it's such a fun little thing and so many writers come together okay anyway so for those who don't know nano is nanorimo national novel writing month is a basically online contest community gathering thingy um, where basically you're challenged to write 50,000 words in a month. And as I've said, that's not really a challenge for me. I've written, you know, anywhere from 50 to 80,000 words in a month. That's not a big deal. But (laughs) for anyone who's not me, that's probably a bit of a stretch. Um, I'm crazy, as I've said multiple times on this podcast alone. Uh, But I wasn't... I wasn't planning on participating in NaNo, really. My goal this year was to write seven books to bring my backlist to 10. And I've done that. Diary of a Cow was my 10th book. And so I hit my goal for the year, which is awesome. And I've actually hit my financial goal for the year, which Evelyn knows, but I'll be keeping you a secret because I don't feel that close to you guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I I wasn't planning on NaNo, but then I... About a month ago, I had an idea for a vampire book um, because I'm, you know, in my mid-20s and I grew up when Twilight was a thing. And I have a very special place in my heart for for vampires. They are very fun as a trope and as a story device. Um, And I want to trip. I also have, um, for anyone who's wondering, zombies are also a favorite trope of mine and I will be writing a book about them. Uh, it will not be sexy zombies, which is what Evelyn thought when I first told her about this idea. It will not be sexy zombies. My first thought, I I yelled at Victoria on Twitter. I was like, don't you dare make me find zombies sexy. Um, but it's not going to be sexy zombies. And I don't know if I'm like happy about that or if I'm a little bit sad. I'm not sure. Well, be happy. It'll be a hot book, um, but it will not be sexy zombies. Zombies will just be a thing around the story. But I plotted for um, Evelyn and I have talked about this. I'm a big planner when it comes to my stories. I have to have an outline. Otherwise, I just kind of aimlessly wander through the story and it just doesn't get to the point. That is why I realized that when I was writing What She Needs, and that is why that book is such a behemoth, because (laughs) I had no plot for the first, like, 50,000 words. Which is fine. It turned out it's a great story. But... It, yeah, I um, I now know that I need a plot to write my books in a 
structured way. Um, and that is also why I can bust them out so quickly because I know exactly where I'm going. So I planned this thing out and this outline got out of control, guys. Um, it had 58 chapters. Do you and I write so differently? We really, we, we do. We write very, very differently. So I went on Twitter and I posted a poll that was like, hey, guys, would you prefer like 150, one book that's like 150,000 words that's maybe priced a little bit higher or two books at my normal price point that are maybe like 75,000 words each? And the general consensus was two books, which I'm annoyed about because I didn't want to write another duology so soon after Control of Her Body and Dear Just Freedom. But it's fine. <laughs> This is what so. you get for letting Twitter make your decisions for you. Well, I mean, let's be real. It's probably what our, I would have ended up anyway, because I would have gotten to the 100 word mark and been like, I'm fucking done. I'm over <laughs> this. Fuck <laughs> this book. It's done. It's, we're not writing this anymore. I don't care that I still have 20 chapters to go. <laughs> Tune in for the sequel, guys. <laughs> and fuck that, too. So I would have ended up there eventually, but I was annoyed about it in the moment. But it's fine. We're fine. Um, so that's the... I do kind of love how you just asked Twitter to be your dom a little bit in that moment. You were like, I don't know what to do, so can you tell me what to do, Twitter? <laughs> Every now and then, I just need someone who's not my brain being like, hey, do a thing. And sometimes it's you, and sometimes it's my other writer friends, and sometimes it's Twitter. <laughs> that's just how it happens. <laughs> Someone write a book about a about Twitter, the general masses of Twitter being your dom. It'll be terrible and so good. That I love it. Terrible, no. Can you imagine? <laughs> would be Safe, funny. sane, consensual. Who? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> no, that would be like the epitome of rack. Oh, <laughs> Risk aware, consensual king. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> um, that first book, um, so The Vampire Outline, I figured out where it made the most sense to split the story. And so that will be two books. And this first one is the one that I'm working on this month. And I'm very excited because it's going to have stalker kink and vampires. And it's going to have a thing in the mountains. And this book is just a love letter to the mountains because I grew up in Utah and I miss them. And I'm not accepting any questions about it at this time. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm i not a cold weather person. I quite like autumn, but I also get grumpy because it's getting cold. And Victoria sent me a bit of this book and I was just like, oh, this is making me like autumn. Like this is making me want cold weather and big sweaters. Right? It's because there's a cabin in the mountains. Like, come on. Who doesn't love those? It's true. But so that's mine. That's my nano project. Um, I well, currently I'm finishing up my next diary book. Um, I'm almost done. I only have like five more chapters to go. So it's almost done, guys. It's like 23,000 words. And also this one will very likely be just, you know, letting the podcast listeners know for the whole 20 there are. No, there's more of you than 20. It's fine. Um, <laughs> we're very flattered by it, by the way. The, no, but this I love it. Yeah, uh, this book will likely be priced higher than the other three so far because it's getting out of control, guys. It's because um, for those who I think I've talked about this a little bit before, but I have a very like strict structure with my diary books. One and a half, one 
0.5k so 1500 words is like my max per chapter and that's to keep me under 30,000 words because these are supposed to be short books they're kind of experiments but this one is it's going to be kind of a backdoor pilot to a different series um and when you read it you'll kind of understand what I'm talking about but it's got five chapters maybe six five or six chapters to go and I'm at like 27,000 words so it's it's long and the last five chapters are going to be long ones. I, I don't see them being any shorter than two to 3000 words each because it's meaty. Like I, I shouldn't have done this particular concept in one of my diary books. I should have done it in just like a standard novel, but you know what? We're running with it. We're, we're going there. Um, and for those of you that like, um, so this one is Diary of a Wife. I was going to do Masochist next. That was what was voted on when I did my Twitter poll. It was Cow and Masochist. They tied. But um, Masochist is going to focus on orgasm denial exclusively. That's going to be the kink. And um, Cow, Diary of a Cow was a lot about that as well. And I didn't want them to butt up right next to each other because they're they're going to be, end up being very similar. So... I was like, well, I need something different in the middle. <laughs> so we and I'm doing wife, which was the next one I was excited about. Um, and I think that people are going to really like it. I it's fun. so sexy. It's super sexy. Like, it's ridiculously hot. Um, <laughs> I'll send it to you. Please do. I will send it to you and you can get mad at me that you like it because it's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's our friendship is that I write hot things and then you get mad that you like them. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Yes. I get I get mad about specific kinks. Um I also sometimes get mad that I cannot read a book immediately because that is just the way life goes sometimes. <laughs> but so that's me. What are you working on for Nana? Um can I just say I'm so excited for all your projects? Like I am um, the vampire book is going to be amazing and I'm so excited for it. I love how I've just written my werewolf book and you're writing your vampire book. Like it's because I was never a Twilight person. I was a I was a teen wolf person. That's fair. Not the movie from the eighties, but for like two thousands terrible TV show. It's T V TV show. So bad because I watched it too. I was that bitch, but it, now I watch it as an adult and I'm like, oh my god, this is terrible. I was an adult while I was watching it already. I think time once again. I'm so bad at time, guys. Um, no, we were teenagers. We were both teenagers. It's okay, an acceptable misconception. I I am still so into it. I I still read Teen Wolf fan fiction whenever I'm feeling sad and need to feel my feelings. Um, so yeah, for me, it's, it's werewolves and I have many opinions on werewolves. Um, but that is not my nano project because that is finished. Um, I'm actually doing nano a little differently. I'm not doing 50,000 words on one project because I know myself, I know my writing style. I knew I was going to be wrapping up a book at the beginning of November um, so I just, I really just want to write 50,000 words this month on various projects. Um, so some of those have been blog posts. Some of them are, some of the, those words were spent wrapping up a werewolf book. 
Um, I just started a new book, like literally today, and we're going to, I'm always slightly nervous talking about projects when they are like little baby projects, but I've just been started because my writing process is a little weird and I'll start off something that I'm very excited for and then suddenly realize it's not the right time to write that story, but it's is currently shaping up to be a fantasy novel with a sort of Robin Hood theme with like female Robin Hood. And I think there's an arranged marriage and I haven't worked out all the plot details because unlike Victoria, I don't outline. I tried this summer. I tried as I started getting into writing longer form things, I started outlining and I realized outlining a book kills any desire I have to write it I think I finished the outline and I'm like well there you go that's it that's the story like that's it I don't I've worked it out I don't want to write anymore and I don't really know why so yeah my so different (laughs) I know I know I've seen your outlines I'm kind of jealous they're very for for people who aren't privy to my outlines um there's a couple of people who I share them with because I get very excited about projects and I'm like look at Thing. And then they're like, yes, when is the thing going to be written? And I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> but look at the outline. It'll be written eventually. But um, my outlines are very detailed. I The way that I write them is I'll, I do them in numbered lists on Google Doc because I tend to add and remove things. And that just makes it very easy for me. Um, although I did recently um, download the file of Scrivener and I'm interested in that so we'll see about that. We'll see how that goes. But um, for now, <laughs> uh, Google Docs is working for me. I'll have a main idea for each chapter. And then underneath, I'll like tab in. And then I'll write all the little details that I want to include. So my chapters end up being like five or seven, six or seven lines a piece of details. And then I expand on them in the chapter. And every now and then it's like, oh, wait, I put too much in one chapter. And then some of the details get their own chapter. And that's how my outlines expand and shrink and all the things as I go along. But Evelyn goes on vibes. <laughs> Evelyn writes on vibes. Evelyn, right. I go on vibes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. No plot, only vibes. <laughs> no plot, only vibes. Can you put that on a t-shirt, please? Oh, my God. I'm writing it down right now. Yeah. No plot, only vibes. <laughs> I saved it in our chat so that I'll I'll make a shirt for it and put it in the working out the key store because it's just a hodgepodge of random funny things that we've said at this point. It's just a shop of our in-jokes, and I love it, that. It's delightful. Um, but, yeah, we've... Um, I'm very excited for Nano. My goal for Nano was a bit ambitious, and now that I'm in the midst of, like, an imposed writing break from my husband because my my husband I love him dearly sometimes he needs to boss me around into taking care of myself like it's like he has to dom me into taking care of myself which sometimes is like 
means literally taking the laptop out of my hands and saying, you're done writing for the night. And that's what he's been doing the last couple of days. So I have not written any words. I'm about, let's see, it's the sixth right now. And I am about 10, 11,000 words in. So like I'm on track for nano, <laughs> like the normal amount. But my goal was 80,000 words this month because I've already proven myself I can hit 50,000 words in a month. It's not a thing. It's not a challenging thing for me, at least. Um, so I wanted to push myself, but I was being crazy. And I was like, I'm gonna write 8,000 words a day and finish a book in 10 days. That's going to be what I'm going to do. And my husband was like, well, actually, no, you're not going to do that because you're pushing yourself too hard and you're going to make yourself sick. And I don't know if other um, any of our listeners can hear my voice is actually kind of rough right now. And part of that's because I worked today and I had to speak all day long and we're talking right now, but also because my body is a bit run down. <laughs> yeah, it happens. You've been incredible. And I so admire your drive and the way you write. But I also think just being aware of burnout and the risks of burnout. I think a lot about writing culture. I'm in school for writing. And so I've been in like the erotica world for a while. And I've also been in the academic, like more literary world for a while. So I have like a whole thing of like, what does literary even mean? I don't know. But um, there is sort of this narrative of like, you produce your best art when you're not eating or sleeping or taking care of yourself. And <laughs> that's, that's garbage. Not, it, it's not true. That's a garbage thing. <laughs> it is. And it's, yeah. And I think yeah. I wish there was a conversation about like, it's okay to take breaks as a writer. Like you don't have to write every day if it's burning you out. It's, you know, it's funny that I say that artists producing their best work when they don't sleep or eat is garbage take when I literally forget to sleep and eat unless I have someone reminding me. So it's funny that I say that, but also at myself. <laughs> no, it's so true. Like I, I do that and I shouldn't and I catch myself like it's, yeah, self-care as a writer. And I don't mean like pretty you know instagram self-care of like i had a bubble yes, bath of candles things. yes as much as i love bubble baths of candles self-care is like you know eat breakfast before noon like eat a damn lunch eat some vegetables hey eat more than toast evelyn <laughs> hey you know what toast is a perfectly acceptable breakfast it is not an acceptable dinner but it is an acceptable breakfast <laughs> So you can see that clearly this is a conversation we've had often, um, listeners. Uh, we yell at each other a lot about not taking care of these human physical bodies, these meat sacks that we live in. Um, uh, the meat sacks are merely a vessel for creativity. <laughs> it's It's a struggle. So, like... It's funny because I've actually been, like, struggling with, like, internalized guilt because I've taken the last three days off of writing, which is like, it's not a long time. Three days is not a long time. It's 72 hours. And I'm, I'm still doing things I like. I'm still knitting and, you know, spending time with my family and all the things. But my brain is yelling at me and saying, hey, you should be doing more, even though I know that's stupid. And so it's, it's challenging. And I think that um, that's an important thing 
to talk about, especially as indie published writers, because, and, we, and we've talked about this before, how stressful it can feel sometimes to be constantly publishing things. Like I've published a thing every single month for the last five months, you know, yeah. since May. And I'm proud of myself. Like I'm very proud of myself for having busted my ass so much this year, but I'm very tired and, and I can feel it. Like I am very worn down. And even though I'm mad about taking a break, <laughs> I know that it's a smart thing. It is a smart thing to do um, because we don't want to burn out. And I see so many people, especially on Twitter, talking about how discouraging it is to be a self-published writer, especially of erotica, where so many of the platforms that we publish to are trying so hard to make us invisible or kick us out or censor us or whatever. And we can talk about that some other time because I know that you've been experiencing that lately. Um, and a couple other people. I've been experiencing it in a big way. Just as like a little note for you guys, for people who didn't follow this saga, I won't get too into it now, but I had Patreon for two months and then I left. I made the actually quite heartbreaking decision to leave because yeah, just because they were not happy with the content I was publishing. And I'll get into that. We'll get into that at some point. But yeah, it's hard. We'll do a thing. Um, maybe I'll be able to get some other um, people who have been being censored to come and talk to us as well. That would be nice. But um, maybe our first guest. Yeah. <clears throat> our guest um, writer. That'd be cool. But um yeah, it sucks. It um, It's hard and it sucks. And sometimes it makes it very discouraging to want to continue to do this thing that we love when it feels like you're constantly trying to turn out content and you're never being seen. Yes. yes. Like, fuck the algorithm. Fuck all the algorithms. Right. It's. It's frustrating. It's scary. I, I've i been very lucky with... I publish on Smashwords and Amazon. And I've been very lucky that none of my books have been noticed by them. Um, but yeah, every time I publish a new book, I'm like, is this the book that will sort of make my books unsearchable? Because Amazon does that. Like, if they decide you're writing... It's strange. Amazon has a huge <sighs> section for erotica, and then if they decide you're writing content that is too adult, you're sent to the dungeon, and your books cannot be found in the search. And what's so hard is that they're so vague about what will get you dungeoned or um, unsearchable. Yeah, and it's not consistent. I mean, keeping it mind, if you're noticed. Keeping in mind, you know, that there are hundreds of thousands of things that are being published every single day, like everything can't be. I know that they say they've got a review process, but with how much content is being published, like there's no way that they can catch everything that is problematic. But sometimes the stuff they choose as problematic doesn't make sense either. So it's it's questionable. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I feel like it's also, you know, it's November. I I feel the change of seasons mm -hmm. very That's hard. And so I'm right now, I'm working on being gentle with myself. I had to do it when I went back into school full time in September. 
I found myself feeling so stressed about the fact that my writing, I was still writing every day, but I was not writing as much as I was over the summer. And now I'm panicking again because, you know, I want to do this nano project. I'm really excited for this fantasy book. And I'm working on like a little collection of shorts right now, which I'm really excited about. And I just have to catch myself and say, I'm, remember why I love it. And remember that it's always going to be there if I don't publish. You know, I've been panicking about where do I find the time to edit my werewolf book in between being in school full time, working part time and trying to do NaNoWriMo. I'm like, it's okay if I don't. I'd love to get to it this month. If I don't get to it this month, the world will not end. It It's okay. It really really is and you know what i think that's an awesome place to end this podcast because that is such a lovely sentiment for everyone well thank you for listening you guys it's thank you this episode was something a bit different but it was just lovely to talk about our work talk to you guys as always we'd love to hear from you like absolutely and we'll leave links to all the things all the books that we've published and the new store and everything in the description below. Um, yeah, this was a little different, a little bit more vulnerable for both of us, I think. Um, but that's okay. Like, guys, this is we're just real people just trying to make a living doing what we love. And sometimes that's hard. And it, it's important to be real about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you for listening. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.